Welcome to the 2019 Mock Draft Special. We are your hosts for the afternoon. Don't know the reason. Stayed here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of December 8th, 2019. This is episode 66. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney. Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, ESPN, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Whether you're planning your next Disney park vacation, cruise vacation, or you just don't know where to start, do what I do. Contact the wonderful people at Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvel podcast. Email them now at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them the Disney Marvel Podcast sent you. You Mention our name and get ready for a free gift. Stay tuned to After the Program to find out the details. And now, for the news. Frozen 2 is still queen of the box office. They have frozen their spot into number one. For a third week in a row. The announcements are in. 17 Golden Globes and 49 Critic Choice Award nominations for films and television series from across Disney brands. All the Disney brands. Congratulations and good luck to all the companies and all the nominees. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance opened December 5th to rave reviews. People cannot talk enough about how amazing this new Star Wars attraction at Walt Disney World is when it's working. And finally, the new Cirque du Soleil Disney show that they've worked on together has been announced. It is called Drawn to Life and will open at Downtown Disney in Walt Disney World on March 20th, 2020. Get your tickets now starting at $79. We'll be back after these short messages. And now, on with the show. This week, I have a, a very special guest. Um, our very our guest here, he's a senior writer at ESPN, the senior fantasy analyst, member of the FSW and FSTA Hall of Fame, host of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, ESPN's Plus Fantasy Show, appears on the Fantasy Football Now Show on Sunday mornings on ESPN or ESPN News, depending on where they want to stick it a New York Times best-selling author for his book, The Fantasy Life. Uh, used to write movies and television shows and starred in the number one movie of all time, Avengers Endgame. Um, and involved in many outside companies, too. He's none other than ESPN's Matthew Berry. Matthew, thank you again for being on my show. How are you doing today? I'm well. Uh, wow, I'm busy. I, you know, when you read all those credits, it's like, God, well, I, I got a lot going on. <laughs> who, uh, who knew? But uh, yes, I appreciate that. And I'm, uh, 
I'm a company man. I've, I've been a Disney cast member since 2007. And so um, uh, I'm uh, excited to uh, be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. I, I, again, really appreciate it. Love having people from all aspects of the company on here. So as I mentioned, you started off, um, from my understanding, as a writer in Hollywood. Yeah. And then you had this revelation, I guess, or something hit you on the head where you said, you know what? I don't want to write for a living. I want to work about, do stuff about fake football, as you call it. Right. How did that go? Well, the revelation was just that I was miserable, honestly. Like I had, uh, you know, I, I, had, I had gone to college to be a writer in, in TV and movies, and I was successful at it. I, I moved out there. I, you know, I was, a, I was a production assistant, in essence, a gopher for a couple of years. And then I, you know, started writing. I wrote on a bunch of sitcoms. I, I wrote movies as well. And, uh, you know, I've, I have a wide variety of credits, some good, some bad. But, uh, you know, look, I was a, a working, fairly well-paid writer in Hollywood and, uh, and, you know, and married. And I think on paper, it looked like my life was perfect. And they had, I was miserable. And so I went to therapy try to figure out why I was so upset and so, you know, depressed all the time. And I realized that, you know, uh, despite outward appearances, I was actually trapped in an unhappy marriage. My, my uh, ex-wife and I were not right for each other. And I really didn't enjoy being in show business, actually. And there's a, there's a whole nother podcast as to why. But yeah. uh, in essence, uh, you know, when I was, uh, I've been playing fantasy sports since I was 14 years old. And in 1999, it was in the mid 80s. And in 1999, there's a website called Roto World that was looking for fantasy sports writers. And this is back in the days of AOL and CompuServe. And like you dialed up to get to the Internet. Like, it was, you know, like you've got mail. Yeah, that was actually I remember a novel that well. thing. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, you know, so some of your younger listeners may not know this, but like that was it was like actually a novel thing to get an email. Like it was like, whoa, this is cool. Whoa. Somebody actually emailed me. There's someone and, else uh, in the world that could do this. Right. And so that's how long ago that was. And so that was 1999. And so I emailed that website saying, hey, I'm a professional writer that lives out in Hollywood. But fantasy sports is my passion. I just I love it. It's it's what I do with my spare time. And I think it'd be so much fun if I could be a fantasy columnist for you guys. If I could, you know, just write on the site. Oh, you know, could I could I try out? Could I send it in? Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll write for free. I just want to do this because it's it's my passion. And they wrote me back the next day and they said, we looked you up on IMDb. Married with Children is our favorite show of all time. You're hired. So because I wrote on Married with Children, uh, I got a chance to write for free on an Internet site that no one was going to at the time. But I think I'm a pretty good writer. And uh, I developed a following and people started reading my columns and, and, and reacting to them. And in 2004, so I'd been there about four and a half years. I developed a big enough following and people were starting to make money on the Internet that I thought, you know what, let me go. Let me go start my own thing on the side. You know, let me go start my own website on the side again, just as sort of a, a goof. Maybe I could make a couple of bucks on the side. I never think it would be a career. So I go and I do that. And I realize, and so that I start that in 2004 at the start of 2005. I'm miserable and I've been in therapy for a little while and I realized that the only thing that's making me happy is this dumb little website that I have that has a couple of thousand kids on it and that uh, and that everything when I go to bed at night and wake up in the morning the first thing I'm thinking about is this website and what I can do to improve this website mm -hmm. even though I'm being paid lots of money to work on movies 
movie scripts with big name movie stars that you've heard of. And I'm just like, you know, it was just sort of a revelation and, and uh, to me. So if you ask what the revelation was, the revelation was is that I, I decided to chase happiness. I decided to chase happiness. And, and I, I went to my writing partner and I said, uh, listen, I've decided to try to make a career out of fantasy football. I know it sounds insane. I'll probably make $10,000 a year if I'm lucky. I don't know that anyone can make a living out of fantasy football. This is 2005 now. I said, yeah. but it's the only thing that makes me happy. And my marriage is breaking up and I, I just want to chase happiness. And so um, let's you and I do one last movie script, bank the money, make it last because um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to quit show business and try to make a go of this full time. And so, uh, he was gracious and said, okay, uh, my wife and I had a very amicable split. And so at the end of 2005, my wife and I split up, my writing and partner and I split up. And so I decided to try to make a living and, and, you know, just basically try to make my own website, which was called talentedmrroto.com, try okay. to make that website, uh, a go. And so uh, I didn't raise any money like, you know, you, nowadays, you know, you see Shark Tank and you see people trying to raise money. And that's you know very much part of the culture these days. But at the time for me, it wasn't. And so I, you know, I had a couple they weren't of really around back then. You didn't no. have a GoFundMe page. You didn't have Shark Tank. No, nothing like that. I mean, obviously, there were entrepreneurs. There were, you know, there were there were VCs that invest. There were investors, you know, but I just that wasn't my world. I just didn't understand that world or know about the world. I didn't try to um, uh, try to get into that world, I basically realized that the only way that I could promote this thing, because I couldn't pay for marketing or advertising, was me. Mm -hmm. So I went to every website I could find, every radio station I could find, every TV station I could find, saying, I will come on your air for free. I will write for you for free. Uh, just link back to my website. Just mention my website. And obviously, one of the first places you go is you go to ESPN. Sure. And so I managed to get in on ESPN Radio in LA. Shout out to Mason in Ireland. We gave my first shot and, uh, you know, I started doing stuff with them and that led to me doing stuff with, uh, cold pizza. If you remember that show way back in the day, uh, which led to ESPN news, which led to ESPN, the magazine, you know, in each place like ESPN would be like, Hey, we like what you're doing here. Do you want to come write a column for ESPN, the magazine, or Hey, you want to do a weekly segment on ESPN news? And it just sort of built and built and built and built. And then finally in, uh, 2007, ESPN came to me and they said, you know, we, we like all the work you've done for us. Uh, we like that. Uh, we like that fantasy football continues to get more and more popular. And uh, at that point, the website was profitable. No one was buying mansions or anything like that. But we were in the black and you know, yeah. the website was well regarded and had good traffic, was making money. And so ESPN came to me and said, you know what? We would like to buy the website, move you out to Connecticut and make you the guy. Wow. And, uh, and I, you know, uh, you know, they told me that they, they talked a lot internally at that, those days, like we need to find a Mel Kuyper for fantasy football. We need to find somebody like Mel Kuyper Jr. But for fantasy football, of course, Mel is a legend, uh, mm -hmm. you know, draft day and college prospects. And, um, so that was that, and that was, you know, 2007. And so, you know, my marriage had broken up and, um, I was out of show business and, you know, obviously a, a dream come true. And so. Uh, you know, I've been at ESPN ever since. Yeah. So how did it feel whenever ESPN, owned by the Disney company, something that you are a fan of, was coming to you and saying, we want to take you over? Magical, right? I mean, it was magical. I mean, like, so, you know, when I lived in L.A., I would go to uh, Disneyland all the time. 
so big Disney fan. We'll talk about uh, you know, we talk about, you know, Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel and everything like that. But you know, there's always been a big Disney fan. And so and obviously, by the way, ESPN is part of that. Like yeah. I grew up on ESPN. Like I'm a huge sports fan, obviously. And if you're a huge sports fan, you watch ESPN. And so I grew up watching Keith Oberman and Dan Patrick and Chris Berman and, you know, NFL primetime. And, you know, so it was. It was a dream come true. It was very surreal. The very first time, um, the very first time I'm standing on a TV set, holy, holy mackerel, I'm on television. And then Chris Berman, Boomer, is just like, you know, and now for who to start and sit, let's go over to Matthew Barry. Like, what? You know what I mean? To like, hear them speak your name, all these people that you've watched on TV that you for admire. Years. Yeah, legends. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was shocking and surreal, and I'm still not totally <laughs> believing in it. You know, and so to get away from showbiz, you end up in showbiz, but just a completely yes. different angle of it. Whereas I'm sure that you feel a lot more relaxed and just a lot more comfortable. I'm, I'm just assuming a lot more comfortable in what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you know, and it's weird. Like I always joke about that, right? Like I had to leave Hollywood to get on TV. Yeah, I had to. I had to leave show business to win an Emmy, right? But all that happened, like you know. So it's uh, it's just a, it's a little it's a little crazy. Hey, sometimes the craziest things happen. I mean, what's a day in a life like for Matthew Barry? You you know, you get up, you come to work, and then besides chaos, what happens there? Every day is different. In general, what happens on a large scale is I produce content of some sort. Uh, most mornings, I start with a podcast. Um, in essence, most days are one of two versions of a day. Most days, not including Sundays. Sundays, it's a whole animal. But generally speaking, like Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So, I mean, in essence, basically, Mondays... I do a podcast. I, I do a podcast and then we do the fantasy show on ESPN plus Tuesdays we do the podcast. And then I have, um, uh, and we actually tape two episodes of the fantasy show. So I'll do the podcast and then two episodes of the fantasy show Tuesdays. I, uh, I do the podcast. I have a bunch of meetings, um, on, on Tuesday, we sort of do them. And then Tuesday afternoon, uh, I really sort of crank through my right, my rankings and uh, I start sort of the research for love-hate. Uh, Wednesday is my pure writing day. That's the day that I love my write my love-hate column. I update the rankings. I'll do some social stuff. Thursdays, uh, Thursdays is NFL Live, and we tape two episodes of the Fantasy Show. And then Friday is the podcast, and uh, Friday we do the podcast in the morning, and then uh, more meetings Friday afternoon to prepare for Sunday. I get Saturday off, but Saturday night is when I prep for Sunday because I'm on TV for four hours on Sunday morning. Yep. And then Sunday, you know, uh, at the studio early, meetings about the show, and then, you know, I do like a sports center hit, and then, you know, uh, and then the three-hour fantasy football now on ESPN2. And so that's basically that. I mean, you know, and I think people go, oh, you do the show, but it's not not just do the show. So doing a show entitled, you know, you have conversations with the producers about, Hey, here's, and they'll be like, how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about this player? And so you go over sort of what you think and, uh, and then people will, uh, present you with scripts and you, you know, you, you look at the scripts, you adjust them, you put them in your own voice, you, so I'll rewrite the scripts. And then, 
and talk with the producers. Hey, is this funny? Should we do this? What do you think is that? And so you sort of work with the director and the producers and, you know, everyone else that's on the show about what the show is going to look like that day. And then you execute it. Then you go and you actually film the show. And again, I don't know if any of you, if you or any of your listeners have seen the fantasy show on ESPN Plus, which is uh, the, the daily show that we do on, on our streaming service. But it's an involved show where we, we have a lot of fun, you know, because I'm a believer that it's fantasy football, right? It should yeah. be fun. So we have, we have puppets and sketches and people in costumes, and we do a bunch of goofy, fun stuff. It's, yeah, it's kind uh, of Pee-wee's Playhouse-ish. Oh, but so much better. But Norby wanted me to mention LeBron just to get our ratings yeah. up. Yeah, oh, thank you. Perfect. Yeah, good job. You're a company and, as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my daughter wants more of Jeff the Fish. Got it. You know, we have a problem with Jeff the Fish, so you can tell your daughter not to ruin anything, but we, the, uh, Jeff the Fish, unfortunately, can't move his lips particularly well. And so uh, it's, it's a lot to get, you have to manipulate the fish to get the lips to move a certain way. Right. And so we, we have manipulated the lips so that, the, you know, that the fish can say, you know, and now here's your host, Matthew Berry. But to get the fish to say anything else would require too much time well, uh, so it's uh so i would i would love to help your daughter out but i would just i don't want to make promises that i can't keep i think it's unlikely that jeff the fish's role increases in a significant way anytime soon now that i understand i mean she's 13 going on 14 lord help me but uh yeah she she'll understand she i got her into fantasy football about four years ago now and every year she has made the playoffs in the leagues that look at that in. so my job when i'm done <laughs> I keep telling her she plays soccer that she may have a future in sports, you know, sports broadcasting, television, whatever, you know, analy- analyzing. So um, yeah, you never know. You never yeah. know when she gets older. Um, yeah, my my wife and I watch you guys on Sunday. So she has you as soon as the show's on, she pretty much puts you on so she could figure out her lineup to try and uh, beat me or or whatever. We have two leagues ourselves we have one just our family we have one that i started uh when another league i was in the the manager stole a bunch of money from everybody never paid out so i took it upon myself start a new league fresh brought in a whole bunch of people that have never played before and the stories that i get from them about how it's a good escape from them it's changed their life so it's i'm sure you you hear this all the time you get tweets about just what fancy has done for people and i don't think people understand what it is so I, I always invite them, check out your show, check out Fantasy Now, oh. uh, Fantasy Focus. The podcast is even just for entertainment purposes. And then also your, and you brought up your love-hate column. It yeah. is more than just for fantasy. I mean, the stories that you put in it, you put so much personal aspects in it. I mean, sometimes you have some fun stories. Uh, this one last week about the, the cancer survivor. Uh-huh. In the setting, you know, she just came out of surgery and her therapy was setting her fantasy lineup. Yeah. Um, you've talked about some of your medical problems in the past. Something I, I experienced the same thing of um, I was at work and I passed out and I had no idea what was wrong with me. And just my blood pressure just dropped for some odd reason. All right. So, um, you know, it, it it's just. Even if you don't read the bottom half, if you just read the top half, it's just so well done. And I always invite people to read that because it is, it's just so personal and just it, it well written. So, well, well, thank you very much. It's kind of you to say, I appreciate that. I've always been a believer that fantasy football is, 
you know, it's the original online community and it's so much more than just a game and it, it brings people closer together. Um, you know, and, um, I love that you and your wife play together and I love that you got your daughter into it. And, and so, yeah, I, I've always tried to, uh, sort of shine a light on, on stories that, uh, that reflect that. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, very gratifying to hear you say that it's, you know, some people, you know, are always just like, ah, hey, what are you blabbing on about? Just get to the advice, get to the advice. But, uh, you know, I always felt that, you know, that the stories, the, the intros to, uh, love, hate every week, um, you know, or what sort of, uh, help set me apart and make me me. So, uh, that means a great deal to me. I appreciate the kind words. It really does. And your lack of hubris where you, you know, you do, if you do something wrong, you apologize, you take yes. credit for it. Where a lot of these other guys I see out there, it's like, Oh, you know what, this is what really happened. And it's not, you know, just kind of just keep boasting themselves and you're a lot more easier to connect to. I well, think for the you. audience and, um, you know, hit or miss. It is what it is. You, you can't control the people out there. Um, I, you know, I want to bring up Endgame. Um, yep. What was it like on there? I mean, obviously, uh, they really, you know, they were looking for a big star, so they <laughs> they found you. I mean, yeah. they they even used the theme song for the fantasy show as the opening of the uh, the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's um, uh, you know, the uh, it was insane. Honestly, it's indescribable. Uh, being on that set, you know, we talk about fantasy football, bringing people together and that's what happened. So, you know, I've written about this and if, if anyone would like to hear uh, kind of a longer, more detailed version of this, if you just Google Matthew Berry, love, hate Avengers Endgame, uh, it'll come up. The article that I wrote about this will come up. But in essence, my brother knows Joe Russo, obviously the Russo brothers who directed Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And so my brother used to work with Anthony and Joe a long, long time ago. He's an executive at Hollywood and he, he, he's a producer and he worked with them on a short lived sitcom a long time ago. But they remained friends. And a number of years ago, they ran into each other at a restaurant and they were just catching up and saying hello, at which Joe made a reference to fantasy football. And my brother said, oh, well, you know who my brother is. And Joe, it took him a second. He goes, wait, your brother's Matthew Barry. He's like, oh, my God, I read Love, Hate every week. I love your brother, blah, blah, blah. And, and Joe says to my brother, uh, do you think you could introduce us? Mm -hmm. To which I said, uh, you know, my brother asked me, hey, are you OK if I give your email address to Joe Russo? And I'm like, um, uh, Joe Russo, as in Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, directors of Winter, Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mine too. It's my it's my second favorite MCU movie. After Avengers Endgame, obviously, I, I you know the one I'm in, I got to put first. Oh yeah, yeah. But but it's my second, fa it's my favorite non-Endgame MCU movie. I think it's just a a brilliant piece of filmmaking from an action standpoint, from the MCU standpoint, just in general, right? There's a lot of heart there. It's a. Uh, it's you know, not your it's, typical Marvel. It's not your typical superhero movie. No, I mean it's a love story, is what it is. Yeah, it's a love story between two guys. Is I mean, it's a love story between, you know, between uh, between Bucky and Steve Rogers. And, and so, and you know, and there's just a lot of different surprises. The set pieces are amazing. The action sequences are, are unbelievable. And just in terms of if you think about the, the totality of the arc of the MCU, there's just a lot of major plot points um, that come out of that movie. Yes. There's a lot of things that happen. 
And so, uh, so anyway, yeah, we got introduced and, uh, you know, we started emailing and then texting and then we grabbed dinner a couple of times and just, just became friends through fantasy football, Joe Russo and I, and then, you know, uh, two and a half years ago, he called me up with just an insane question saying like, Hey, uh, uh, do you want to be in the movie? Cause I got a part that I think you're perfect for. Um, uh, yes, yeah. yes. I think I can swing that. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you need. Right. And it was just insane because uh, I had no idea. They wouldn't tell me anything. They're, all they would tell me, all they tell me is they're like, hey, we're going to film on these dates. Uh, we're, um, you know, here's, they have like a code name for the movie. Like they didn't call it Avengers. They had a code yeah. name for the movie. Yeah. In the movie world, everything's under a, a different title or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they, they send me, you know, they're like, here are these two dates. And they're like, the only thing they tell me is that, you're going to be in a scene with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth. Um, and you're going to be in, uh, and you'll be, um, you'll, probably, you'll be some sort of law enforcement. That's all they told me. Okay. So I get down there. And by the way, Avengers Endgame spoilers are coming. So click out of here if uh, you don't want that, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, although I can't imagine anyone that listens to this I, podcast yeah. has not seen it. You think by this point of the, you know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, right. So anyway, uh, so I get on set and, uh, you know, it's crazy. And they bring me, they bring me in, they bring me to a trailer. Holy mackerel, I got a trailer, right? you know, and, um, and, you know, the wardrobe's there and they're like, we're going to take you to set to rehearse. And then after you rehearse, you come back here, you get into wardrobe, makeup, the whole thing. And so I go to rehearse <clears throat> and I'm thinking like, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what my role is. And they motion me over to the center of the room and it's Anthony Russo. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and me. Jeez. That's it. And I've shared this photo on Twitter before, but there's a there's a shot of just the three of us standing there listening to Anthony Russo, and he's sort of like kind of telling us what's the scene. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it's like freaky, right? And I'm like, by the way, as an MCU freak, I'm like the scene takes place and I walk in and I'm like, oh, well, this, this is, this is, uh, this is Stark Tower. I'm in the lobby of Stark Tower. You know what I mean? And I noticed, like, it doesn't show up that much in the film, but as I watched, they did an unbelievable job with the background. And so I'm looking out the window, and the entire street is like, there, you know, there's there's smoke coming up, and there's holes in the ground. I'm like, this looks wow. like the end of Avengers. Yeah. Which, obviously, it turns out that's what it was. And so when I notice, I immediately, I'm in Stark Tower. And then I look, and I'm like, oh, whoa, Thor is in old Thor gear. Because at the time that we filmed this, Thor Ragnarok had just come out. Right. And so, you know, in, in Thor Ragnarok, he's got the short hair and the eye patch. And so um, in some of the movie art for that. Right. And so I see him with the long hair and, you know, in the outfit he's wearing in Avengers. And, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is wearing the same T-shirt he wore at the end of Avengers. Avengers. Right. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, this must be a time travel thing or it's a flashback. And so as I'm processing all this, and my inner fanboy is just totally geeking out. You're trying to put all the pieces together put and figure together, the movie out? To, you know, because they, all they gave me was two, two pages. And, like, none of it makes sense, right? And there's, like, there's Tony, and then there's, like, other Tony or present Tony. I forget exactly what it said. But there's, you know, something, right? Yeah. Um, that indicates there's two Tonys. And I'm like, and so, um, uh, and then as we're dealing with all that, all of a sudden, Robert Redford walks in. And I'm like, holy 
you know, I, I can't believe it. I'm like, that that's Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce just showed up. Right? And, like, I mean, so there's a – Matthew, there's a frame of the movie. This is what's unbelievable. Uh-huh. There's a frame of this movie. Like, you go through, you watch the whole scene, and there's a lot that goes on in that scene, obviously, with Robert Redford and myself. And they explained to me at that point. So I immediately then realized, oh, I must be S.H.I.E.L.D. You yeah. know, and, right? And so I must be S.H.I.E.L.D. And, oh, by the way, I'm probably Hydra. I was gonna. Ask, I was gonna ask you: Are you actually a hydrate? Do you have the lapel pin? I don't have the lapel pin. They didn't give me the lapel pin. I do have a fantasy team name called Hail Hydra. I will say that. Uh-oh. Um, uh oh. But uh, I like to think that I had a uh, I had a turn of heart, and I was one of the one of the uh, Shield slash Hydra agents that helped that helped Cap escape at the end. Uh, that I that I had a turn of heart. That I that I had a change of heart, similar to Nebula. Yeah. Right. Uh, a redeeming arc, but anyway, um, so there's a so anyway we blocked out the movie and right so there's you know Loki and the Tesseract and and Hulk so there's a lot going on in that in that scene. But there's a if you go through that if you watch that movie again, and you pause it at the right point, there's a frame of that movie where the only thing that's on screen is Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Robert Redford, and me. Yeah, just the four of us, and it's just it's sort of insane to think about. Right. It's like it's the old Sesame Street thing. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. Which and, one of these and, guys is it exactly? Right. And, and I, I have to tell you, they could not have been like, because whatever. You're always you're worried, like, are they, they going to be like, uh, you know, hey, this is Avengers Endgame. Can we do a I think we can do a little bit better than the fantasy football guy. But I have to tell you, uh, to a man, they could not have been more gracious, more kind, more welcoming more encouraging they were they were awesome I, I i wrote this i hope everyone in their life somehow gets a chance to spend a day working for joe and anthony russo and working with robert downey jr because and that with no disrespect to anyone else because everyone was super nice but those three are just beautiful beautiful men unbelievably kind and gracious and everything you want them to be and much more yeah that's what you always hope to hear because you you always hear so much of the other stuff oh sure and particularly a movie that is so well loved so well received it became the biggest grossing movie of all time to hear that there was such nice people behind it that you know just were so caring not about their craft about the people on the movie um it's good to hear especially from someone that what you know was just brought in for what ended up what 10 minutes of the movie, but an important 10 minutes. I mean, you tried to save Iron Man's life. Thank you. Exactly. No. Uh, and it's funny. I, there's a, there's a couple of moments in the movie that are, um, that are, that were not written that were actually there for me, including the moment where, uh, we were, we were there's a couple of different things that like sort of, I suggested, and this is in the, this is in the story that I wrote, but the, um, originally there wasn't supposed to be a struggle over the case. Um, just Alexander Pierce was going to reach for it. And it, just as he was reaching for it to take it away, you know, uh, Ant-Man was going to, you know, sort of, uh, spark the heart attack, right. To keep, uh, Alexander Pierce from taking it from him because there was, um, obviously Alexander Pierce outranks Tony. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I suggested the struggle over the, uh, over the suitcase, which ended up working out. And then also I, I, after we'd done this script a couple of times, and this is again, a, a credit to the kind of set that the Russo brothers run, uh, you know, that I felt comfortable enough to suggest this, but like I ad-libbed like, 
you know, hey, Thor, isn't your hammer magic or something? Hit him. <laughs> and so they ended up cutting my version of that line, which is the right call, I believe, right? Better to have the superhero just do it rather than some random S.H.I.E.L.D. guy talk about it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so the the moment where Thor hits Tony on the chest to sort of bring him back to life uh, was not in the script. And so it just came about because of a, of a dumb ad lib that I made it during one of the takes. So it was kind of a cool moment to see. But it works beautifully. It works. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just, it, it just, I mean, it does add to the movie. It, yes. it just builds, these characters are just so wonderfully fleshed out. And it just, you just keep getting better. So glad you were able to take part of that. It's just a fantastic part. Uh, I know. Re- I mean, it's it's a memory that I'll have for the rest of my life. You know, and, on DVD and download and Disney Plus. Disney Listen, Plus. I'm a company man. Go subscribe to Disney Plus. And Absolutely. Watch it, uh, watch it forever. And uh, you know, I have to tell you, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I joke about this, but uh, look, I've been in one movie. I've been in only one movie. It happens to be the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. So again, on a on a per movie basis. I'm the highest grossing actor of all time. I'm just saying. I mean, facts are facts. Stats are stats. You you can't lie with that. I mean, it, it's it, the numbers are right there. It's a black and white to go box office mojo, and it will be right there. You know, right. you can't you can't argue it. You can't nope. argue it. Um, just want to bring up quickly because I know you're you're busy. Your work with the Jimmy V Foundation. I know that's something that you are very passionate about. Uh, I know that's going on. Um. Everyone so, is. I mean, I think everyone's passionate about it. We all have our, our causes and our charities that we care about, but there's no one in the world whose life has not been affected by cancer. And uh, and so and there's a lot of great organizations that uh, go to uh, fight cancer. I think, obviously, the Jimmy V Foundation is terrific. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, who isn't anti-cancer? Yeah. Yeah, but it's so much of it nowadays. It, it's, you, you know, you got to do your part to try and fight that battle. Um and uh, the People's Choice nominee that you uh, you'd mentioned today on the show uh, yes. for the FSGA. So I went ahead and did my part. I forward that on to all my subscribers on Twitter. I'll put it out on Facebook as well. So make everyone make sure you vote for Matthew Barry, um, which I think a lot of people are cheating because I see people's names pop up two or three times on there sometimes. Huh. So, uh, you know, we just make it all Matthew Barry. Not there that I'm, I'm biased. Not that I'm I biased. appreciate that. Um, you were just at Disney World. Did you get to go to Galaxy's Edge? I did. I we didn't. I didn't really get to dive in the way I wanted to. We were with my my daughter, so I have twin daughters that are eight, and we we'd been there for a long day, and so it was sort of like, hey, as long as we're here, can we see it, kind of thing. So we got to walk through it. Um, I tried the uh, I tried the milk drink, which they have, which isn't it's not actually milk. No. But, um, the blue uh, milk, the green milk. Yeah, we got the green milk and the blue milk and. So we did that, and I got to ride the. We did the ride. Um, we did the uh, what is it? The runners. Um, I forget smugglers what run. Yeah, the, yeah, smugglers the run. Falcon. Wait, where you're in the Millennium Falcon, and so uh, we got to do that, which was uh, which was cool and fun. But I mean, I I could have spent a whole day there, right? And so you know, my daughters were. It'd been a long day, and so and they're not huge Star Wars fans, so they enjoyed it. Um, it was a very fun moment where. Um, so the, the stormtroopers are walking around, uh, uh-huh. walking, walking around and they'll interact with you. And so they'll, uh, you know, they'll talk to you and they're very much in character and they'll talk to you and everything like that. And so they, um, they came upon my daughters and they said, uh, they said, we, uh, we understand, we've, we've, uh, we've heard 
we've gotten word that there are some spies, uh, spies in this area. There are some people that are sympathetic to the resistance. Do you know of anyone that's sympathetic to the resistance in a very menacing way? Uh-huh. Of course, my, one of my daughters immediately raised her hand. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, you don't give yourself no, up. No, don't give yourself up. <laughs> So anyway, don't don't get in a foxhole with my daughter. No. <laughs> Stool pigeon. Well, yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. You know, it just it gives you more to go back to. I mean, they just opened the the new one, the Rise of the Resistance ride, which I'm hearing amazing things out of. Yes, I've heard so, the same thing. I, so I'm excited to go back. No question. You have to make a few phone calls to kind of get through that line. Hey, number one, sell you know, top box office selling movie actor coming through. You know. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll think Disney always takes great care of me. It's it's one of the there's a lot of perks of working for ESPN and that's one of them. So uh, they always take great care of me anytime I go down. Excellent, excellent. Well, um, let me like I said, I know you're busy, so let me let you go. Where can um, where can people find you? So uh, lots of different places. Obviously, my column comes out every week on ESPN.com. You can um, you can subscribe to ESPN Plus or even better, get the bundle, get the Disney Plus Hulu. ESPN Plus bundle, and you can watch the fantasy show on ESPN Plus, and then you can also watch me in Avengers Endgame uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, fantasy Football Now, uh, Sunday mornings, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, all the way till 1 p.m. Eastern. So that's every Sunday morning on ESPN2. And then, of course, you're listening to a podcast. So if you'd like, uh, we have a lot of fun on my podcast. It's the Fantasy Focus Podcast. Uh, it's available wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, iTunes, you name it, it's there. So uh, ESPN's Fantasy Focus. We do it every day. Oh, Monday excellent. Friday, I should say. Yeah, and th- that's primarily during the football season. Um, you do get a, a – there is a break between, after what, Brown the Super Bowl time to uh, just about right before the draft, whenever they're doing uh, about the draft or doing the summer camps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I'll – like after the season, I'll take a little bit of a break. I'll, do, I'll go to the Super Bowl. Um, but the next, you know, sort of big thing will be the NFL combine at the end of February. And then there's, there's free agencies, there's OTAs, uh, you know, and then you get into training camps and everything like that. So there'll be, um, you know, you'll, uh, you know, but the next thing, the, the big thing is the combine. And then after the combine comes, comes free agency and then, and then, uh, and then rookie premier and, uh, and OTAs and rookie mini camps. And then, you know, then, uh, then you're suddenly, you know, it's the middle of summer and you're training camp and you're right back at it. It's not a 17 week job. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. And I hope you have a, a great day. Thank you again for coming on. My pleasure, Matthew and hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Once again, a very Big special thank you to Matthew Berry for taking time out of that busy schedule of his and joining us on this show. Tell us, have you ever tried fantasy football or, or fantasy sports in general? Not limited to football. I know there's baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, all different sports out there. Have you ever tried it? And what is your take? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Has it had an effect in your life? Shout it out. Let us know on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Again, the Facebook is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast or on Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Again, on Twitter, it's at Disney Marvel's. You can also email the show with your answer 
or suggestions for the show. Who do you want to hear next on the show? Or topic that you want us to discuss? Send to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, the show's email is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voice message through the Anchor app or website. I want to thank you again for your time as well. Not just Matthew Barry's time, but your time. Because I know how little time we all have. And these days, you know, just things get crazier and, and crazier, especially during the holidays like it is now. And just to be able to do anything just seems to be an additional task on top of whatever, you know, all the other craziness going on in our lives, shopping or uh, putting up decorations and taking kids here and, and whatever else and doing this for work or going to work and having to work. So the fact that you've spent any time, the little bit of time that you can with with me, I, I, I seriously appreciate it. And I, I, it means so much. I can't thank you enough. Um, but I do ask if you could go onto iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes, and leave a rating. If it's just a couple, you know, five stars, I appreciate it. If you actually have time to write up a comment uh, talking about the show, I appreciate that even more so. I, I would really, truly love that. And, you know, I'd read it out on the show, too. Um, or if you, you don't have time for that, but you know other Disney people in your life, just take the couple seconds. Hey, check out this Disney Marvel podcast. You know, they got some interesting things going on over there. And that's great, too, because the more people we get involved, the, the iTunes, it helps bring people in, or just word of mouth helps bring people in. And the more people in this Disney family the better. Just like I was talking about how uh, a couple weeks ago, Disney is all about family and the bigger the family, the better. Walt believed in that. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. This way you always know when new episodes are coming out. And uh, while you're at it, think about becoming a premium subscriber. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. Or we are also on Patreon because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. you know, it helps keep the lights on, movie reviews, different things like that. That helps out. And next time you're playing your Disney vacation, do what I do. Call the wonderful people at Destinations Character Travel. It is a Disney earmarked agency specializing in Disney cruises, Disney cruises, and vacation resorts and in the business of making your dreams come true. Made up of past cast members, annual pass holders, lifelong Disney fans, and world travel enthusiasts, they are in the know in regarding to all aspects of your travel. Whether your travels are taking you to Disney parks, on an ocean cruise, or a sunny resort, they have the destinations and the service level to make your vacations truly magical one. Find out how they take the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy yourself, which is what vacation's all about. And here's that special offer I was telling you at the beginning of the show. Book a Disney five-night package with a four-day hopper, and with them you will get a free $25 Disney gift card. Free money! Free $25 gift card by mentioning my podcast, the Disney Marvel Podcast, to them. Contact them now at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them, info at destinationswithcharacter.com, the website again, www.destinationswithcharacter.com, or email them, info at destinationswithcharacter.com. I know these days things can get a little tricky. Sometimes it seems more than tricky. Sometimes it just feels downright impossible. Just the weight of the world is constantly on your shoulders. And 
There's no way to stop that. But believe me, there is. Find yourself. I'm not talking about, you know, finding where you are. But look inside. Find out who you are. No matter what other people tell you. If you are happy with yourself, it doesn't matter what someone else is telling you. They can say whatever they want. But they're not you. They don't know you. You know you. There's a light inside of you. There's a light inside of each of us that we need to just grab hold. Grab hold of that light and embrace it because it will make you beautiful beyond your world, beyond your belief. More than just physical beauty, it makes you a beautiful person. It'll make you an amazing person. And with that amazing person, you can be your own hero. You can stand up to anything. You can hold your head high, hold your head proud, and keep moving forward. I'd like to end this week with a quote from Walt Disney. I function better when things are going badly than when they are as smooth as whipped cream. That was from Walt Disney himself. Thank you again for everyone for listening, and I'll see you next time.